Howdy, y'all, and welcome to this week's episode of Paul, Julian, and Friends, where I interview Mike and Bess Suarez of Come and Take It in Athens, Texas. They are a great young couple doing great things in Athens, Texas. They have an interesting story about how they got here and doing what they're doing. They've really taken some beat-up building with a long history of this and that and turned it into something special. Again, right here in Athens, Texas. So give a listen and stop by and say hi to Mike and Bess when you get a chance. Thanks. So I'm here today with Mike and Bess Suarez with Come and Take It in Athens, Texas. Hello. Happy to be here. Thanks for being on the podcast. And um, we were talking about it just a second ago. Kind of what is the purpose of the podcast what is your goal what is the mission and i've been struggling with that myself because i've i've had all this set up here for when i was on the fire department i was going to do a podcast you know with firemen and fire stories and you know retired guys and guys and this and that and incident breakdown all that sort of stuff and i just i just never did it I i don't really know why but i've listened to podcasts since they started so after i retired i was like you know what do i what do i want to do and i got this bag of stuff which is about half of what I have that I towed around in and so I finally decided you know I enjoy talking to people I enjoy hearing people's stories so that's really what it, the purpose of the podcast is it is to meet interesting people doing interesting things and let them tell their interesting story thank y'all for letting me come today and let y'all tell yours thank you for thinking we're interesting <laughs> doing interesting things doing interesting things so i was 20 years old when i got hired by the fire department that was my deal mm-hmm. and you know had a young family and and everything but shortly after that i got interested in business real estate and stuff and you know other things that weren't what you would call you know an nine to five or a regular job or a real job or whatever you want to call it so i'm interested in people that own and run successful businesses of all sizes and so that's one thing i want to get in today but first I want to talk about is just tell us a little bit who you are where you came from how you got here in henderson county texas and your origin story i guess okay well i was uh born and raised in austin as many know austin kind of became something else and uh, along the way, met my wife, Bess, and um, we got married. We were living in Austin, uh, just working our jobs. And uh, What was your job, Mike? Well, I was a pharmacy technician. Oh. What was your job, Bess? I was a waitress slash dental assistant. <laughs> but I always knew that I wanted to own my own business, you know, even as a kid. Um, I didn't know what it was or what it would look like or what it would be. But... Uh, I guess I just didn't want to work for somebody. Right. I just wanted to do my own thing. We were married and just working and living our life. And, and uh, it, it just became clear that it would be hard to do anything like that in Austin just from, you know, bootstrapping it, you know. Um, it was starting to become expensive even 15 years ago. Okay, so I was going to say, what year was this? It was this probably was... 2010, 2011. Okay. Yeah, 12 or so-ish years ago. And, uh, right, it, it would be, it's weird that I wouldn't be able to afford a house in the city that I grew up in, <laughs> especially now. I, my parents lived in Austin from 95 to 2014, and you know there was a there was a rise, or there was a rise and rise, and now it's just never yeah, skyrocketed. The house they lived in that they sold for 190 in 2014 was on the market recently for nine something. Oh well, my easy. gosh, yeah. wow. 
I believe it. I mean, you were born there, and grew up in Austin. Can you put a finger on what was changing? Uh, has that changed? It's just more and more and more and more people showing up. And by the time we left, you know, it's funny, people, you meet people out, and it was a novelty for them to meet somebody who was actually born and raised in Austin. Right. Like, oh, I've never really, I've never met anybody wow, from the here. people are from <laughs> Austin. Just imagine your, your hometown, like for me, like in your hometown, you look around and nobody else is from there. It's, right. it's bizarre. It's I'm weird. feeling a small dig here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how you met me, Mike. Well, yeah, those people who came to UT and just didn't really. Yes, leave. that's right. <laughs> Hook them horns. And, and so, yeah, well, and we were, we've been married for a couple of years, or whatever, and, and uh, we didn't even want to start a family. And, yeah. And it just started making sense to not be in Austin anymore. It just that made better sense. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, here in Athens. Uh, and Athens is my hometown. I was right. born and raised here. Right. And I moved to Austin around 99. So when you graduated? I graduated Athens in 97. Of okay. course, went to TVCC for right. a couple of years and That's then mandatory. moved off to <laughs> right. the big city. <laughs> right. Well, that's cool. But here in Athens at the time, uh, you know, it was, it was dry, dry. Uh -huh. There was no alcohol, you know. Uh, and uh, but beer and, and wine retail had, had been passed, right. and so we saw an opportunity. Well, I mean, I like beer, I like wine. Right. You know, and, uh, That's what birthed the idea of. You got the gear. So it was right this. there at the time when the big vote. Yep. Came through. And I, you know, I don't know who it was that told me, but somebody said, um, "Wow, you can buy beer and wine in Athens now." You know, You're growing up here. To, mm -hmm. Growing yeah. up here, that was. I mean, you know, you drove to Gun Barrel, Caney, mm -hmm. wherever. Um, not, not that I drank underage, but that's oh, just what no, I heard. nobody's ever done that. That's so. what I heard of where you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then my brother, who owns Railway Cafe, he had already moved here from Austin. Okay. Um, and he had started Railway. Railway had been going for, I don't know, a year or two. Like There were like two years when we started, so like there were... There were two years into it, about. And so I saw, we saw my brother move his family to Athens, open a successful restaurant, mm -hmm. and, you know, we kind of thought, well, gosh, what if we but did something like that? the thing, the thing like with that? Railway is that it was completely different than anything yes. that had ever been here before. Yes. It was, you know, it's, it's the place that you'd expect to see in downtown, or, you know, somewhere in Dallas mm -hmm. or somewhere in Austin. Right. Uh, more cosmopolitan, new American cuisine. Mm hmm And it was a hit. Yeah. It was it was much. I remember talking to him before he opened. He had done the the math, you know, mm -hmm. of, of what what we needed to do to, to right. you know, get by and whatever. And day one, it was double that. And so it was clear that this area was, was was starved yes. for exactly. something different, something more modern, mm -hmm. um, amenities basically, yeah. modern amenities. And so that coupled with the news that the town was about to have uh, beer and wine retail sales. That we knew, like, like we, we saw something there. It's like, okay. okay. And so, uh, fast forward a little bit, we found this building that we're sitting in for the price of a stripped down pickup truck, basically, <laughs> because nobody wanted it. What and, was it before? Do you remember? Oh, well, it started life in 1948 as a John Deere tractor show showroom. Okay. And since then, it's been 
numerous things. Odds and ends. A lot of uh, It was a bingo repair. hall when I was a teenager. Auto That's shops. right. There was bingo here. <laughs> But when we bought it, it was a it was just a car detail shop. Garages okay. all along the side where our windows are. Okay. Paint stains. I mean, yeah, there's paint just, paint on the floor. Oil still spots. A, um, bed liner like okay. that I couldn't scrape up, and some parts would look real close. Right. Um, but anyway, it, it it so we got a great deal on the building, and I we ca- we spent our savings and I cashed in my four hundred one k, and um, started a. a craft beer and fine wines shop with mm-hmm. gourmet food items. Basically, we wanted to have everything that you couldn't normally find around here in one spot. Yeah. That was the idea. We want to bring something to Athens so people don't have to drive to Tyler or Dallas mm-hmm. to get their, quote, finer goods, right. whether it's expensive wine or craft beer, cheeses, a particular kind of cracker, you know. Yeah. Uh, not that all, I mean, we sell all all prices of beer and wine, but mm-hmm. we do pride ourselves on having unique items that you're not going to see in Walmart and Brookshire's. Absolutely. You're going to need to come here to get it. Right. And I have seen that. I, we went to Utah two summers ago and went to the Devastator Brewery in Wasatch. Utah. Wasatch. Wasatch. Yeah. Yep. And I came back and... <laughs> The one beer that I like from there, you had it. You stopped. <laughs> I said, it's incredible. We hear that story all the time. I mean, clearly there's some things that we cannot yeah, acquire. You can't have every beer you know, these days. There's, or... there's many beers that don't even get distributed in our area. But I love, I love hearing customers walk in and say, oh, my gosh, they have this right. or that. It happens all the time, especially with our Dallas crowd. We mm-hmm. have a lot of folks that have lake homes here. Yeah. That come in on the weekends and and they they can buy the stuff they're used to seeing on the shelves in their city or my favorite thing hearing with like dallas people i live in dallas and you have a better selection than the store that i go to at home really awesome that is yeah. interesting well, i know uh we have mutual friends and uh we were just talking about roger and benita littleton with castle oaks winery and roger has said of you mike that you have he very much respects your wine palate. He said, if Mike says this is a good wine, <laughs> then it's a good wine. So it's a, that's a big compliment that. from Roger. It's very flattering, yeah. It's interesting. You start, we've never owned a beer and wine shop mm-hmm. before, before we did this. Right. So there definitely has been a lot of learning along the way. And I do believe that Mike's sophisticated palate uh-huh. <laughs> has, has... I'm not a sommelier. I have no certifications <laughs> or accreditations. That's the best. But it's, that's the best it's, it's just like with a lot of businesses, if you're going to be successful, like you have to be into it. You know, mm-hmm. like it's a hobby for me, like wine, right. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. tasting and wanting. Um, just like Roger and Bernita, they're, they're successful because they're into it. They're mm-hmm. into the service, they're into the wine itself. Right. Uh, I think that's, that's key. A lot of people don't. Oh, I'm just going to do this. And yeah, see if I make some money at it and open it up. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You have and to they get, always... And they get the results that, right. that they deserve. Right. You have to always be on the lookout for the for the newest beer, the a, an interest, more interesting wine, because folks that like to drink craft beer, 
and wine, they're all they're looking for something mm-hmm. new. We can't have the same things on the shelf days, year very, after year after year. Very little brand loyalty either. They want the next. Oh next yeah, they're always looking for something else. Yeah. So. They're they're looking for something they've never had before. Yeah, and we get we get beer buyers in here all the time, and you know they're over there just roaming around the singles area, <laughs> and I'm like, do you need help finding anything? And they're like, well, nope. I'm just looking for something I've never had. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I hope that we can but, that's deliver the, that that's today. That's the challenge, too, is always having it change because, I mean, think about it. You never go to the hardware store and put your hands on your hips because, well, where are the new hammers? <laughs> right. It's, it's totally different. That's a totally different hammer. It's a hammer. But don't discount what just being a lover and kind of an aficionado of it i mean that's what really people are after you because be yeah. you can yeah. you can have certification you can have every abc and def after your name and this and that and if you're just not into it you just got them just cause it it just really doesn't mean anything whatever, yeah. it doesn't doesn't mean anything so and we did we were into it when we lived in austin you know, there's there's shops like ours in every neighborhood in Austin, mm-hmm. almost. There's breweries yeah, and there's breweries and and all that. But we used to we used to frequent this one. It was really a convenience store mm-hmm. that was close to where we lived. We could walk over there. Um, they had a great beer and wine selection, and we didn't have to go over to Central Market or whatever. We could just go to the corner store, right. um, which you know people that live in urban areas um have that opportunity Mm -hmm. and so we being lovers of beer wine and food and that's really all it was was we we know what we like Mm -hmm. because a lot of people say well how do you how do you decide what you what you buy for us to buy and that is a very loaded question because it's it's a little bit of everything but we start with what we like, yeah. Because if we like it, then there's, you know, there's probably other people out there, and you learn over the years of okay, well, we need a sweet wine section, mm-hmm. and we still need to, to have, to, yeah, we still need to have all the domestic beers, you know, Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller yeah. Light, you know, you got to carry that sure. stuff in hopes that people will slide yeah. down the yeah. down the doors a little bit and try. I start something the other new. way. I start at the other end and you come back <laughs> yeah. down. Well, I'll just get Budweiser today. But. Just the whole deal about having a business and kind of being passionate about it is just so interesting to me. And um, and then taking a building and, like I said, taking it from nothing or whatever, you know, it's just, it's here, it's gone down a little bit, then it goes to something else, and it goes down a little bit, and it goes to something else, and then it's like it's vacant, and then bringing it back up and making it productive. Um, and I really love cool. seeing that. I've, I've, We've been seeing it around town mm-hmm. more often in the past 10 yep. years of, um, you know, the demographics of Athens is slowly but surely changing over time. True. And younger families are moving here. You know, we're in our 40s, but we see families moving to this area every week mm-hmm. with their little kids. They're looking for a good school, a good place to live. They and want to get out of the city for a lot yeah. of the same reasons <clears throat> that we did. Yep. And there's this term for this that eludes me, but it's it's people in late twenties to early forties, you know, that have kids that are moving to the exodus away from cities, and I think COVID kind of accelerated that. It did. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, 
so th there's there is definitely a shift towards you know well a, a lot of people who, who in this town still stomp their feet and say this is a retirement community well yeah and it's it's that too it's got a designation but it, it's just got to be it's they <laughs> <laughs> got we got our first year nursing homes yeah, just there, so. people retired doesn't mean that they don't want them right yeah. right i um listen i actually did that same thing in uh just a generation before 1988 we moved here in january of 88 and we had shay our son he was two or almost two when we moved here and it was the same thing we just i was the only one working i mean we couldn't afford <laughs> we couldn't afford to live in dallas in the late 80s is that I mean, where you moved from <laughs> dallas yeah i mean yes so now i went to, to grade school in canton then junior high school in garland back to canton and melissa and i met at tjc and we just moved around a little bit but we bought our first house in dallas and that's where uh, our son was born and then I said two years into it is, of course, the, in, the interest rate on our first <laughs> first house was ten and a half percent. We're well, you better lock it in. You better lock it in. It's gonna go back up. I mean, that's when interest rates were, you know, coming down from the early and mid '80s. And um, yeah, just sold our house, took money to close, and the borrowed money from her folks to basically pay to sell our house and moved here. And that was uh, been here ever since. All it's, right. Then here's she was graduated in Malakoff, so she was, we inched our way this way. We'd look Crandall, Goffman, Eustace, maybe you know, just inched our way here. And Athens is where we where we settled. So I think people love it here. More, it's a destination too. It I is, mean, and I didn't realize how big of a deal you know Henderson County was, but there's a lot of big wig names on stuff it's, around it's, here. Far enough, but not too far from yes. Dallas. It's right. the perfect distance. I mean, I, I drove to the fire station for 33 yeah, years all, and all the, all the time. It's really impressive about So tell me, if you've got to have, where did IPAs come from? Because there was no, because <laughs> I, I have a buddy that if there was a quadruple IPA, he would like drink it. I cannot I have not found one that I could even take more than a swig of so where do no, they come from and how can they get so you're more? a feisty blonde kind of drinker right I love feisty blonde <laughs> I love uh, devil's backbone uh -huh. and but you know just the regular off the shelf is Budweiser for me but IPA is India Pale Ale old revived style from colonial British days where they okay. needed beer to travel a long way in a ship so higher alcohol and higher more hops that are have antimicrobial properties okay and uh, but it, it was revived in the 80s I guess or early 90s and uh, so it's just hoppy they're bitter but the modern IPAs it's not as bitter there's, there's new strains of hops and so they're they're a little more uh, approachable a little more uh, user-friendly as far as right because when IPAs first hit big, they were it was all about making them bitter, but now it's not so much. It's okay. about making them fruity and. Uh, okay, so maybe I'll have to revisit. Yeah, we'll have to work uh, some on that. Little, but it is, it, is an acquired, it is an acquired taste, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody loved an IPA the first time they ever right. drank one. But it happens. We see it all the time. Folks that drink pilsners or mm -hmm. lagers, and they they start dabbling in IPAs, and then you you kind of get hooked. It's like you I want that. So. You kind of want that taste. It's kind of like spicy food. You know? Yeah. You don't like or, it the first time you had it. You know, or wine. You start with the sweet wines. You yes, don't start with same thing. anything dry and, and you can't bold go back. and yeah. yeah. 
And there's folks who want to, they want themselves to progress there. Right. You know, like, uh, I just really wish that I liked IPAs. And yeah. you're asking yourself, well, that, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, why? But it's because maybe their friends are drinking. you start working on the list. You got more things to. Or you'd see it with sweet wine. Like, I really want to be a dry wine drinker. Right. And like, but I just can't get off the Kool-Aid taste and stuff. <laughs> you know, there's, there's the same thing with wine. You've got progressions of sweet little less sweet kind of medium into yep. into the dries there is an amazing variety of of that sort of stuff and y'all carry a bunch of it here um tell me about so once you got this thing up and rolling and and kind of uh i don't want to say cruise control but I mean, there's a <laughs> lot there's a lot of work that goes into a uh, small business believe me i know that so were y'all involved with what was going on next door no, well, we got started years before they started that next door, which... Common area market. Common area market, yes. Um, so they, they tried to do like an event space with uh, <clears throat> like a burger restaurant component. Right. So, I don't know, it was it, kind of a... It was an experiment, yeah. and you hate to see... I mean, you always want to see things progress. Like I said, when Railway Cafe and y'all and just more buildings coming in that aren't lawyers, you know, on the square... I mean, more people oil actually and lube. doing stuff. <laughs> we don't need more. Uh, of yeah, we don't. Yeah, another oil and lube. Yeah, stuff another place get your another oil burger changed. joint. Uh, but it goes to show that like a lot of things have to fall into place. Yeah. In order for it to to really happen. Um, I thought it was a great idea, but the you know timing and building right. codes and money, you know, With it's it's just it takes so much. Yes. Yeah, so that, that the pandemic easy. did yeah. not. I always wonder what would have happened mm -hmm. if yeah, the if? pandemic never yeah. came. What would have happened yeah. next door? Because you know they're they're friends of ours, and you you want nothing but the best sure. for other small business owners because we know firsthand that it's scary to to spend every penny that you have right. on something <clears throat> that you have a desire for it to work, but no, there's no guarantee there. Mm -hmm. You know when we open, come and take it believe it or not we got some haters you know yeah. i mean there's definitely folks that didn't think that people around here wanted nice things right. <laughs> and that that idea to me is just crazy because there's all kinds of people here yeah. and and some people they've never been into a store like ours mm -hmm. like maybe they don't get go to cities much and you know it's they shop at the same spot sure. on the same day yeah, at the same that, time. And that, that happens a lot in a small yeah. town is yeah. that people don't even take different roads mm -hmm. to go to certain places. Yeah. So you we're on kind of an off-road, mm -hmm. you know, but all the time somebody will be like, oh, well, I just decided to drive down East Larkin, you know, <laughs> behind the post office, and lo and behold, there's a new building, that you know. What? And people are like, well, how long have y'all been here? Yeah. And we're like, oh, well, like nine years. Yeah. And they're like, what? <laughs> and that they're almost mad at themselves yeah. because they have not figured it out. But again, in a small town, having a small business, how is it that you reach everybody in Athens to know that there's a new, fun, exactly. interesting thing to go check out, whether it's a restaurant or like Atticus and Company, like mm -hmm. a clothing shop? I mean, what? what Everything's gone up out there on the other oh side of the loop. Oh, my goodness. Loop. I mean, where did that come well, from? Well, and, you know, I don't 
we live north of here, so mm-hmm. I rarely make it south of town either. Yeah. But I knew I know what was down there, yeah. and you know I made the I made the pilgrimage to <laughs> Cowboy did Headquarters. You, did you go straight up the gut? Did you come through <laughs> downtown, or did you take the loop? That's funny you asked that question because when I went, I asked my eight-year-olds yeah. that were in the back seat, now nine, they just had a birthday. I said, "Which route do y'all think I should take?" <laughs> Do you think I, we should just go straight through town, or do you think we should take a right or a left on the loop? Yeah. And John was like, you need to just go straight. Right, right. <laughs> right. It's, it's less mileage to go straight. It is less mileage if you don't hit all the lights. Because the loop sorry. is shaped like a football. You will hit all the lights. You will hit But it was, it, it's funny. I, I mean, yes, it, it's amazing what's happening down there, but I encourage folks to just get out. and If you have lived here your whole life, Get out there and drive all around town and really notice what's around you because there are there's things that are hidden. There's hidden gems here and there. I mean, yes, we have plenty of new shiny chain restaurants Boy, opening up. Boy, but there's there's other things happening too. I know that that Athenians kind of get opinionated mm-hmm. about what is coming to town, but there's more happening than just the chain fast food restaurants. Right. I, think, I encourage you to find them. I think a, a big uh, part of it, and this is a conclusion that I arrived, I arrived at um, independently on my own, but then I found out that the other local business owners that came up with the same thing on their own, and it's that for so many years in Athens, and I'm sure this happens in other towns, but the anybody with disposable income was kind of conditioned, well, there's nothing here, so on Saturday morning, you get your wife and your kids in the car, you go to Tyler, you go to Dallas, and then you go shopping, you go to the movies, you go to a restaurant, you spend your money, and then you come home, and then wait until the next weekend to do it all over again. Right. And so, because there, there was no incentive, there was no pull to, to just stay here, mm-hmm. and shop here, and to eat here, and to, um, you know, do whatever, but... Uh, so that, that's the, that's kind of the balancing act, I guess, you know, and we do it as individuals, and everything, but... A town has to do it too to survive and thrive. Um, you know, if it's if nothing ever changes and you know anything new is kicked to the curb or you know just or hated away or hated away, yeah, it just it's just a kind of slow deteriorating, mm-hmm. just layover kind of complacency sets yeah, in. Yeah, and then so, but you, I guess that's the balancing I'm talking about. So you don't want everything new crazy and but you've got to move forward and I think so many of us especially as we age get scared of change and not wanting to get out of our comfort zone that that's just it's a shame really because uh, well, if everybody change is where it's all at yeah. I mean, you always, there's always something more you could learn there's always something more you can experience and you mm-hmm. want it to be you know with in the right way, I mean, not all change is good, that's for sure. Sure. But yeah. as, when it comes to local businesses, places you're come and take, it's your yeah. railway cafes, your, your Castle Oaks. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the type of businesses that define the local culture. They are. Though. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than an absence of that, it's like, well, what's, what's there to do? Nothing. Right. Well, I mean, I've been out of Castle Oaks so many times, and you know, we were just looking up wineries in East Texas. And you know, they yeah. drove an hour or more to come yeah, check amazing. it out and it's just 
so you know to have places like that it it's a it's a blessing in a lot of ways then you get to meet good local owners that are <laughs> Roger Manita are so cool <laughs> I mean um, just you know I've interviewed right out at three P's I mean we've so we've got that interview coming up and it's so much good stuff going on and, and Athens is, is pretty special in that if you look around I mean aside from say like Fredericksburg or something like that like how many how many small towns have five six seven wineries and a wine shop right. like not not many not really any yeah outside of you know you're, you're, like I said you're, you're Fredericksburg but uh, a lot of people take that for granted like that's that's a really special thing it's, it's a little bit a little bit of big town a little bit a uh, little bit old town so it's got a lot going for it where do you see Athens going in the next five or ten years what are y'all seeing business wise well, on, the, on the horizon there are more independent businesses that, that, that are in the works yeah. or people kicking tires right. uh, a friend of mine of ours who's, who's a realtor this is a few years ago but you know I asked him how many calls do you get for properties that are on or around the square and he said you know a few years ago it was like one every once on a blue moon mm -hmm. but now it's a couple three a week really? with people just they, they see you know things mm -hmm. happening and want to be part of it it's like okay this you know it's like we saw it it's feasible you know people do want this we did open a small business in this town and and there are people that like from dallas maybe investors that right. come in and yeah. they're like what's going on over here what's going on over there like they want to know because yeah. that they might see opportunities just like this yeah. cowboy headquarters down there i mean yeah. goodness gracious i never thought that's a store like that would would be in athens in my is, whole life no that's place is huge it's, and and it is a, I mean it's a big business but it it's a small business right. you know I locally mean owned. Yeah. it's locally owned it, it's giant and there's a lot going on but but how cool is that because it gives us another opportunity to not go to Walmart right. okay look I go to Walmart <laughs> from time to time I think that we all do yep. but being a small business owner I always before I go to Walmart I think is there somewhere else that I can run go get this? Yeah. You know, if it's, yeah, there's just some places that you can't. Yeah. Or you have to hop on Amazon to get one mm -hmm. obscure thing that you need for something. Right. But I definitely try to, and I encourage others to just brainstorm one, for, for just one minute about, is there local. somewhere yeah. else that I could yeah. possibly get this? And maybe, maybe you Give can, somebody a shot. Right. Yeah. Maybe you will pay a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But that purchase in a small business helps out your community more than you can ever know yeah. if you help out your small business owners they provide for their families mm -hmm. and guess what we're the ones supporting the organizations right. in town mm -hmm. Lions Club and your little league football team isn't going into Walmart asking the business the, the guy that runs Walmart for a donation for your little league field trip. You know what I'm saying? Walmart is not donating money to your church. No, <laughs> no, you. <laughs> no it, it's us. And, no. and it, it, it's a trickle down effect. It's a ripple, you know? Yes. It it's, um, I listen to a good bit of financial podcast and do a lot of reading and it, you talk about the velocity of money. And so, um, if one thing the pandemic did, against small towns and everything so everybody was buying stuff off amazon and almost because they had to because <laughs> right. your local furniture store 
couldn't be open to sell furniture, but Walmart, you know, could be. Um, and it was just so frustrating. But if I go to a local shop and I buy from you, that money stays here. You go and to a shop that you need to go to, buy something there. If that's a local shop, they buy something else. But if it's you buy on Amazon, everywhere in the community. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How about the Railway Cafe? We've talked about that. It's your brother's deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how's part, that going? Well, I'll start it off. So, so it, it's he's kind of shifted, pivoted his business away from you know lunch, your traditional sit-down mm-hmm. restaurant service to catering and uh, and events because again back to COVID the brave new world that we live in uh, his problem has never been getting people in the door to spend money that's nowadays is well, who's going to serve those people and then you know staffing issues every, every day became a staffing nightmare and then what are you going to serve those people when he can't get his turkey for his turkey sandwich you know like well or his french fries that he's always served you know, just every day was just this nightmare of, of, of staffing. Either and, personnel or uh, products. Supply chain, mm-hmm. yeah. And when it's both of them, yes. that's just a nightmare. You can't get the food and you can't get the people. Mm-hmm. He's just one person. He right. needs a whole crew yeah. to run the ship, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm glad he's got a plan B. Yeah. He's always had a thriving uh, catering business but it, it's outside of... a bigger problem. It is. Too. Yeah. You're right. And, I mean, we don't have any employees. Right. We... 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 Ha- kind of chose that after COVID and our, I mean, we don't need a whole lot of people, you know, we might've had one employee, you know, at any given given time Mm -hmm. over the nine years we've been open. And, you know, if they, if they leave, we're just like, all right, well, let's figure this out. So we have figured it out. And I think at some point we just came to the realization, like me and you can do this. Like if we, if we tweak our hours and, you know, we dial it in to where yeah. she and I can run it you yeah. know, and, and staff it. And we, because we have two kids and they're up here a lot with us mm-hmm. and we, we flip flop and juggle them around, but. But not all businesses can do no, that. No, not. we're lucky yeah. because we don't have yeah. to have anybody. Yeah. I mean, hiring someone brand new is kind of a nightmare because mm-hmm. you're like, well, there's so, in our store, there's just so much to know. Yeah. And, and we have created a culture at Come and Take It that we're always here and we can answer all of your questions that you have and we can we can find the things that you like based on your tastes but not everybody can do that you know if you get if you walk in to come and take it and there's someone you've never seen that knows nothing about beer and wine it's kind of like that's not what we want to provide and if that's that that person's first time in here do they come back i mean if they don't you know get the response right so it's it's a slippery slope you want to have people that that have the same passion as you but you're never going to find that person (laughs) and if you do they're not going to be a cashier part-time for the rest of their lives you know so we've we've managed to do it on our own um you know times are changing who knows what what's going to happen with railway in the next five years Mm -hmm. he could things could get better he could do something different i mean the beauty is, is that he's creative. He is just, he's got, he's it, it's a, a transition right. right now. You know, he's kind of in transition. Yeah. But he'll, 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 I think he'll always be all right because he has a following. Yeah. He built a brand mm-hmm. and a reputation. And so getting those catering jobs isn't hard for him, right? He's not starting from zero. Yes. He's just turning. That's good. I, I had just heard that he had, uh, was 
not going to be open for, you know, the daily stuff, and so I just... But it's, it's a sign of the times. Though. It right. is. It is. And, you and, know, and, and I, you know, yes, where, where do you see Athens in five years? I thought I had a really good idea, but <laughs> lately, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I wonder what's, who's going to work in all these places that are popping up. On... I think everybody is asking themselves this, but my question is, why? I mean, where are the, where are the people I mean, the reason why those businesses are opening over there is because yes. our population is booming. Yes. And and companies, corporations like whatever's going, Starbucks mm-hmm. and, you know, all the all the fast food joints, they see that growth right. and they say, this town can support the, right. these. I mean, it's a numbers game. They're mm-hmm. not coming in here thinking it's going to fail. Well, conventional wisdom says if the Walmart, I mean, the Walmart, excuse me, the, the Whataburger and the McDonald's are doing these numbers, right. we put a store there. But I'm was, not sure yeah, where where all the people such... where all the workers are because normally in those businesses you would it, it's kind of like a kid job right like uh, people and so there's a college yeah. here you know I mean mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of twenty somethings that that are around here looking for work yeah. maybe not I mean I I don't know I don't know what happened to um, I mean I I never want to bash anybody's generation but. There's something that that is not falling into line mm-hmm. with the way that we were all raised and our parents were all raised about work that ethic work. Yeah. and pride that you you take in that. Yeah. Um, and maybe there's just too many other opportunities outside right. of a brick and mortar shop. You know, there's too many opportunities on how to make a paycheck sitting online yeah. or working from home. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of people have turned into that route of, hey, work from home and da da da. I mean, I I don't know. It it's mind boggling to me because I want to I want to leave my home. <laughs> I want to go out and be around yeah, people. Be around. See, and, yeah. and and like you, meet interesting people and know interesting stories and learn and yeah. grow and all that. But um, you know, I, I hope that I hope that that it is all successful and that we don't have just those those brand new buildings don't just sit there in yes, decay exactly. over time, you know? That's I don't right. know. That's right. I do hope that, that more entrepreneurs take the risk. Just it's risky, but if you've if you've got the grit and the the motivation and you want it, you can make it happen. Yeah. I mean, if you want it bad enough, I truly believe that anybody can create their their future right uh so tell everybody where they can come see us come see you do they have it do you, during the pandemic i think you were selling a lot online is that still the case you have an online store we, we do still have still an online set up store yep. but that gets utilized less and less cause okay people want to come in and mm-hmm. exactly. so you come into the store what about uh do y'all have put anything on do you have special events do you is do you have a website is a facebook page where should people go to um we do have a Facebook page. Come and take it, Athens. Come and take it, Athens. On Facebook. And we have Instagram. Come and take it, Athens. We have monthly wine tastings. They are always on first Monday weekends. The Saturday of. The Saturday of first Monday weekends. We have a wine tasting from 2 to 5. And if you follow us on social media, I mean, we always post about it and advertise those. We feature new wines that we brought in. Do y'all get a big boost out of first monday weekend i mean a first monday is a kind of a wide ranging it's got tentacles everywhere yeah so does it is it uh we chose what are you seeing well we chose to do our wine tastings on that weekend because 
I felt that it's easy to remember around here. Mm-hmm. Because if we just like randomly did all these wine tastings and we didn't have kind of like a rhythm to mm-hmm. it, then we would probably forget and it would be so sporadic nobody would come. So we chose first Monday weekends. Number one is that I do believe that there are people that are around looking for things to do. They they might be visiting from out of town. And, but mostly for the locals, it's like, oh, it's first Monday weekend. Come and take us having a wine tasting on Saturday. We're not going to Canton. (laughs) We're open Tuesday through Saturday, Tuesdays through Fridays, 11 to 6, Saturdays, 10 to 6. So it's not unlike. Um, our customers to get up, go to the farmer's market, come over to come and take it, shop down at Atticus. You know, there's people get get in a get in a groove yeah, of the whole Saturday morning. Yeah, make, make your Instead Saturday. Going to going to yeah, I think every Saturday in your household, whoever's listening to this podcast, <laughs> shop small Saturday every Saturday. Shop small Saturday. <laughs> I like that. It's getting easier and easier and better and better. Look, the farmer's market is amazing. It is. It's it's become a thing. There's lots of food trucks down there. Um, they've got food truck Fridays now down at TVCC. That's a growing thing. But yeah, go to the farmer's market, then come to come and take come it. Come and take it. Because we're not open at 9, but we're open at 10. You'll be, you'll be ready for the air conditioning by the time you're done. Yes, yes you will. Yes. Especially this summer. One more question. Who painted your building, the outside? Another East local. Wall, or West Wall. West Wall. Uh, Aaron Taylor, okay. who uh, who just opened his own uh, tattoo, or is about to open. It's open. A, t- um, a tattoo shop. He also does tattoo work. Okay. Here in town? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, on the square. Okay. So check him out. Um, Lots of things happening. I found out a lot of good stuff today going on around town. So I appreciate it very much. Come and take it from Athens, Texas. Come see what they've got. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Thank you.